Did you see the cover of the New York Times this morning, Grace? Not yet. What's on there? Columbia scrambles to rein in a kingpin's herd of overeaters. I saw, I didn't see the Times. I saw a headline yesterday. I was like, oh my God, it's the invasive hippos. Yep. So it says this, this month, after years of debate about what to do with the voracious herbivores, so they figure that the population could grow to a thousand by 2035, and there's only 170 now. Wow. So they've announced their plan to sterilize some possibly euthanize others and relocate some to sanctuaries in other countries. Hmm. So there you go. That's a big job. And that's the cover of the New York Times magazine? It's on the, low, the lower quadrant of the front page. Boy, we were way ahead on that story, weren't we? No kidding. Wow. See? Grace, that's all you. We'll get no credit at all for that. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. Of course, the you know people from the animal rights community are going to be pretty upset with that. You know, if they have to right. euthanize any of right. them, they should get the alone contestants to live <laughs> in the hippo <laughs> environment. Those are like the most dangerous animals, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're and they're, they have no predators except man. So right. lions couldn't take one down. I don't think so. Huh. No, they have, it says here they have no natural predators. Well, what do you grab onto? <laughs> Well, especially in Colombia, right? I mean, there's butterflies. I mean, <laughs> Maybe a few monkeys here and there. What does a lion grab onto it? Like jumps on it and then it just slides down. The... <laughs> well, down his throat? Oh, yeah. Claws, claws. And then it's just blubber and it can't get into you it. You know, they should maybe start making like hippo tacos and stuff. Maybe that could be a way to... Mm. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. <laughs> I wonder what that would taste like. I'm sure there's some indigenous species out there that has eaten hippo, don't you think? I want to imagine. The funny thing about them is like a rhinoceros with a horn looks like a dangerous animal, but a hippo, it's like a big pig. You know, a big not, pig? Did you it say? It doesn't seem like it's dangerous. <laughs> kind of a rounded off Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And, and you know, pigs can be really nasty, too. Oh, yeah. Boars. Yeah. We used to, at the museum I worked for, they had like, a, you know, like a working farm and people could go and see the animals and stuff. And the pigs were always kind of roaming, fenced in, but roaming. And kids invariably would stick their hand in and get bitten. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll run you down, too, and just crush you. <laughs> really? Pigs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, boars, big Oh, angry, yeah. Well, they got the tusks. Big angry pigs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like a, um, what are those other What's things? the one that's in uh, Lion King? Uh, warthog? Warthog. Right. Is that a warthog? I think it's... I don't know. I've never seen the Lion King. <laughs> New York Times had a recommendation to watch the show on Hulu, The Secrets of Dancing Dogs. Hmm. Uh, have you heard of the Crufts? The Crufts Dog Show. I mean, I've heard of Westminster, but there, I think it's European, C-R-U-F-T-S. But anyway, so people do these dances with their dogs. They do dance routines with their dogs. Oh, like ballroom dancing with dogs? Sort of. And they, you know, have these costumes on and, and uh, there's controversy about who won and blah, blah. And it's like... It's weird because, you know, the person in the Times said, oh, I watched six episodes and I could have watched 100, but I did not feel that way. I didn't feel it was very compelling, mm. honestly. So are they doing tricks like in a circus well, or are they doing actual um, 
or it's a mix. It's more like synchronized movement. There's, you know, there might be things you consider tricks, but they're not jumping through hoops or anything. You know, they're right. they're like they might go through the owner's legs. They might both do the same. They, they might stand back. by the side yeah. and yeah, you know, and and do certain things. They then they have these distance maneuvers where the dog is like thirty feet away and do it. You know, but it just it was not. <laughs> and they run at each other with their arms open. <laughs> It was not drive to survive. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it's like those dog contests where they run over, jump over fences and go through tubes. Agility. And... Yeah. Well, that's more interesting. Except let's dance. Yeah. That's I mean, pitch. and the people all in, it's all women, right? Like there wasn't one man involved. And I don't know. It just seemed kind of mm-hmm. pathetic, you know? I, I don't know. I <laughs> Now I'm gonna get now I'm gonna get hate mail from the fans. <laughs> but <laughs> I have to look this up though. I'm gonna look they couldn't up. get a, a a human dancing partner, so they got a dog. Well, a couple of them are like I, you know, I love I like people, but I love dogs. Right. Well, I can understand that. I yeah, I guess. Listen, a relationship with your dog is a whole lot more interesting and safe than a man sometimes or a woman. <laughs> Yes. No, no drama. No, yeah, you know. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They might fart every now and then. But... Right. Oh, my God. I was in Chicago this week and I had dinner with my friend and her daughter and they have a pug. And that thing snores. It was like literally. <laughs> I mean, so loud. Have you seen their faces? I know. It's a pug, I said. Right. A pug. Or is it a yeah. French? Uh, no, a Frenchie lying. A French bulldog. Yeah, the the bulldogs they yeah. say are, you know, have been bred to the point where they haven't. Yeah. They have trouble staying alive. It's so sad. Why would yeah. you do that to right. a poor animal? I don't know. I heard that it, either with French bulldogs or pugs that they're trying to like reverse what they've been doing with them because they're so unhealthy. Hmm. I wonder how you do that. You breed them with mutts. I have no idea. No, <laughs> yeah, a German oh, Shepherd, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a good visual there. Huh? We got a new dog. Did I tell you? Yeah, that? yeah, we talked. Did I talk about to you guys. It. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Really? That's right. And you're going to start dancing with him? I might. Could be a future uh, side thing for me when I when I retire. Yeah, it's your side gig. Wouldn't know what do they call it? The side. It's the side. What is it? What do they call it? The side. Side hustle. Hustle. There you go. Side hustle. There you go. Yeah, I could Decide do I could do hustle. like demonstrations up at the mall and Oh my right. god, could you imagine? <laughs> like one of the malls that's dying and all there is is the scotch tape store and you <laughs> bring my boom box. <laughs> it's only you that shows up. You ex- you talk to a half a dozen people and they're all gonna show up. Right. And you're it's only you. I love that. Right. I love that idea. Right. I love that idea. <laughs> That's like, remember when we used to do, oh my God, at Buck and Pauline, when we used to do press conferences because someone had to have one Mm -hmm. and you'd go and like the agency people were the only people there and you had to try to pretend like, oh, I'm a reporter. I'm going to take some notes on this, you know? (laughs) That wasn't ethical. So I was in Chicago for this conference, right? And it was really funny. I was at dinner one night. It was a vendor dinner. And, um... Someone said something about networking, and someone said, no, we call it trauma bonding. Trauma Trauma bonding? (laughs) Trauma bonding. I'm like, that is true, because all they do is, you know, you go there and you just wank about stuff. It was funny. Anyway, (laughs) I thought it was funny. Remember we talked about renting conference rooms at the Marriott and 
taking the podcast on the road. And, Did we? <laughs> I think that might have been a, a dream of yours, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a... We, talked we should about go to that. Rochester because that's where all our fans are. <laughs> we, we thought it was a really good idea and we talked about no one would show up and we'd, you know... Just be us in the room. show up. And I had another similar idea to the dog dancing or to that, which would be a 24-7 podcast oh my god i figured we'd each have to get like 15 people and then just do constant you know do a podcast just constant conversation all the time so whenever you turn it on you could turn on youtube and there there it would be i think that's a great idea but i feel like someone's got to be doing that already right isn't i know someone's got to be doing like a 24 7 podcast i was wondering i didn't i didn't look that up i wondered if that was the case it seems like an obvious idea let's look it up (laughs) in my new setup here i can look it up i see you you have two screens there grace yes i have that at work i love that there'll be a slight pause while we research this this one's called, oh, wait, 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 wait. 45 people, and they could each do two-hour mm-hmm. stretches. I thought we could charge them to do it. <laughs> I don't know if that would work out, but. <laughs> oh, here you go. This is the one that I want to listen to. Supply Chain 24-7 podcast. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Whoa. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I'm seeing streams, you know, but I'm not seeing anything where someone's just doing i'm sure there are kids on twitch that do games for you know what hours and hours right you're right yeah for mm-hmm. sure yeah but yeah. but this would be different this would be just like us talking except except exciting maybe we could like <laughs> assign subjects to them topics and so then... would we would we be there the whole time the three of us we no, do we'd, our own we'd we'd be like the featured the celebs we'd be the celebs <laughs> the destination wedding of of the 24-7 podcast. We'd be the... The MCs? Well, the... we could do that, too. We could pop in every once in a while at our discretion and just comment on what, what they're talking about. If their conversation is crashingly boring, wouldn't someone have to pop in and change the subject or... We've already had a couple of those, haven't we? It depends on yeah. these 45 people that we put in sure. charge of it. You know, they'd have to be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just an idea, another idea. All right. I think we should do it. Let's do it. I could barely do this. <laughs> Should we do it in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh, that's about halfway between all of us, right? Pittsburgh? Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And we could do it during Pittsburgh. We could do it during the furry convention. And that could be the backdrop. 24-7 furry convention coverage. Yeah. I haven't heard about furries lately since that big uptick in CSI (laughs) premiere. On what? CSI? Yeah. On the early, that's where I first heard about it was on the... One of the early CSI shows they covered us. They had a furry convention and somebody got killed. And that's where I related to. Yeah, I, I think I saw it online. You know where I think I saw it? There was a whole article about weird fetishes, and there was the guy with the balloon who had sex with the big balloons. Right. He was one of them, and then there was the furries. Right. I can't remember. Maybe maybe there were diapers involved for someone. Yeah, I, I think those are separate segments. <laughs> I'm so glad for my boring life. <laughs> <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> I mean, I guess like for someone who's into that, that is their boring life, right? Yeah, you're right. You're probably you know, right. wearing diapers and acting like a baby when they're home. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> <laughs> well... When you start looking into all that stuff, you have to wonder about, you know, my theory, the human brain 
There was that period in evolution where it suddenly grew and nobody is sure why. Yes. They think it might be cooked meat. Really? I think it might have been aliens. They don't know, huh. but for some reason. Cooked meat. Interesting. Because suddenly there were enough calories that they had time to huh. develop. And I, I don't know if there's any current theory. That... Should we look that up too? Mm -hmm. The hominid brain suddenly expanded. And so my theory is when that happened, it, yeah, we got a lot smarter, but we also, the wiring is just not. Right. A lot, room for a lot more garbage. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Oh, and here's, some, it says, did meat make our brains bigger? Yeah. According to, well, here's another one. According to a scientific model, let's see. And agriculture in general, I guess, had a had a big effect. It says environmental, physical challenges like finding, hunting, or remembering sources of food provided selection pressure for bigger brains. Social, interacting mm -hmm. with others, favored people with brains large enough to anticipate the actions of other others. Cultural, people who were able to hold on to accumulated knowledge and teach it to others were most likely to reproduce. You know, I was watching, it's funny, I was watching this uh, show about whales. They had a different um, episode for each kind of whale species. And they talked a lot about like culture in all the species. You know, it was super interesting. And, and they are, you know, like mm -hmm. the reason that they say that there's culture is because like a pad of orcas or sperm whales, you know, in different places have different behaviors that they've learned and passed on. Mm. I thought that was super interesting. There's that whole thing going on with orcas attacking boats. Yeah. Right. They, right. Yeah. There was somebody claimed that they, one of them was injured by an outboard motor and that started the whole mm -hmm. thing. So the implication being that they talked about it amongst themselves. They yeah. Said, hey, fuck those boats. <laughs> I mean, they're so Rabbit. they're so smart. When you, I mean, when you, the series was really good. I watched this one bit with orcas that were um, hunting seals who were on a like an ice floe. A group of them, and they would kind of swim around and sort of spin around this ice floe, and then they they come up and like explode from the bottom of the ice Just to knock them to off, get the seals to come off and fall into their mm -hmm. big old mouths. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it was yeah. an incredible hunting scene. They're just it was so orchestrated and it's kind of beautiful actually. You sure that wasn't that wasn't Happy Feet? <laughs> oh, God. I think that happened. Happy Feet. Well, it's based on nature. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, the cool. the brain. Yeah. Brain just snapped. It, yes. Evolution didn't design it well, and so when you talk about why does someone get obsessed with dressing up as a furry creature? Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Why do we do so many things? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always just think of the spectrum, right? And like, you know, serial killers are like at the end of the spectrum of what their mind right. is like. Right. And did you you guys saw the series Mind Hunter? It ran for two seasons. Mm -mm. It was all about the start of the behavioral science unit, you know, okay. at the FBI. And, it, you know, based on real people. So there was a woman in that series. Anyway, I read the book by the woman who seemed to be the real life model for that person. And um, it was just really interesting because they can profile people and they think they understand. But, you know, she was talking about people where, where it's like, there's no, we just don't understand why this person did this, you know. And it's got to mm -hmm. be something like deep in the brain. I mean, they all have similar characteristics, right. but... So do other people have those characteristics, but they don't end up right. murdering 20 people. Yeah. Well, when you think about the, if you have a chromosome 
just one chromosome that has like a little nick in it that can completely change yeah everything about I mean like my daughter she had little micro we called it a micro deletion of one of her chromosomes and it caused her to have heart problems and all kind you know so it's just something small as that yeah you know right. one little one little irregularity yeah. maybe can lead to that kind of thing I've heard that can happen with twins right it was a twin related kind of thing or? well it was twin related but whenever you have multiples there's always a risk of something going going down mm-hmm. uh, yeah you must think of your daughter every single day mm, it's 20 years this oh, week wow she's been gone yeah wow it's crazy sorry yeah thanks <laughs> we miss her yeah. of course <laughs> i remember we had lunch at some point and you said you're not as afraid to die now mm. Yeah, there's something to that for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 a existential moment. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Walt? I'm fine. I mean, my situation was completely different. She would, uh, my daughter was so <clears throat> in such bad shape. Anyway, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a chance. So many factors working against her mm-hmm. that. Uh, the future for her just seemed <clears throat> terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't anything that could be fixed. You know, life is not a sitcom, mm-hmm. and so it was almost a relief. Mm. I know that sounds kind of cold, but no, I get it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think in certain situations, that's you know, that's how it's, it feels, and I think a lot of people feel guilt over it, but it seems very natural. I mean, it's yeah. it's not all you feel, mm-hmm. you know. No, but there is that aspect it's not. of it. And I, yeah, I'm in a way glad that she died before me mm. because, because what what would have happened? Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. her relation to the world would have been she would have been devastated. So mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, it's kind of a weird another weird twist, but right. Yeah, that's the way it is. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like I tell people all the time, life doesn't prepare you for losing a child, no matter what age or what the situation is. It's just well, I can't even can't even fathom how that feels. It's a bank of emotions that you have never touched. I'm sure. Last time we talked, Grace, you talked about your depression, and I kind of made a joke about it, and I didn't I didn't mean to make a joke, but I've probably bounced off depression once or twice for a couple of minutes at a time. But those those couple of minutes, well, devastating. I mean, the the the, yeah. the vision that you have when you're truly depressed is it's outside. People think, well, you're really sad, and that's not it at all. It's an existential abyss. It's, and I think mm-hmm. there's the biological right. factor too. You can't ignore that, you know. You mean chemicals and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all victims of chemicals and. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I think, you know, I I know that people always say, like, like if some people are resistant to taking medicine for depression or for some, you know, mental thing, and people, you know, I, I think the argument is, well, you wouldn't tell, like, someone with a cardiac condition or with liver disease or whatever to stop or, or to not take things, right? I mean, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that I don't know. As time goes on, it just seems like more and more and more everything is genetic or biological, like everything. Well, that's true. When you like you break your arm and you look at your arm and you go, that's broken. I know how to fix that. When your mind starts not giving you good feedback or however you want to explain it, it's everything. Yeah, everything is broken. 
at once. And and there's no putting it in a cast and waiting six yeah. weeks. It's a it's a devastating. Yeah, you know, I thing. tried to stop taking my medicine, and and it's look, I I've never been like in a clinical depression where people thought I was going to, you know, it's just like been a low level depression my whole life. So, you know, and I've been on, uh, sertraline slash Zoloft for years. And so a couple of years ago, I'm like, well, I'm past menopause now. Maybe my hormones have changed because my doctor told me that's probably a big contributing factor. Right. Mm. And, um, so I, you know, slowly went off it. And like, after I was off it, there was one month where just everything was fucked up. Everything, you know, I've just, and I was like, wow, I guess I just can't do this. I can't, you know, no matter how mm-hmm. much perspective I had at it, on it at that point, it doesn't help like the feeling, how you feel. Right. Um, so even though you could rationalize it and say, okay, I'm not on the medication, so I should, yes. I can do this instead of this. And it, it just, well, I'm not on right. the medication. That's why I feel this way. It doesn't right. help. Right. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. No. Yeah. So are you okay, Grace? Are you? Yeah, um, I actually upped my dosage. <laughs> yeah. I was well. on 75, you know, which is not a huge dose anyway, but I'm on 100 now and I can totally mm. feel the difference. Interesting. Totally. You know, it doesn't, I mean, nothing is easier in terms of like this, this stuff that would, be, it's, it's funny because I feel like these days it's more anxiety than depression, you know, because I just, there's a bazillion things going on that make me anxious Mm-hmm. But no, it's fine. <laughs> good. It's much better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Have, you, have you thought of dressing like a fuzzy little monkey or anything to yeah. cheer yourself up? With a diaper? I've been thinking about <laughs> diapering myself, yes. Pretty soon you will be. Yeah. <laughs> about 20 years. Yeah. Oh, my God.